Hello, beautiful humans. I'm Dr. Anna Karen, and we are living in paradox, a place where awakening souls seek challenging answers. You know, as well as I do, that the common narrative needs an upgrade, and that to heal ourselves and our environment, we need a new way of living. Here we will move beyond the either-or thinking that keeps us so divided and step into a worldview of both and, thus embodying a life of connection that has room for everything. I offer you these imaginings and insights, these heartfelt conversations and challenging ideas as encouragements to take your next step and then another, as together, we create a happier and healthier world. Take a deep breath, relax, and let's dive into paradox. All right, let's do this thing. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Anna Karin, and we are living in paradox. Today, we are going to explore the paradox of healing with my guest, Candy Mullen. Candy is a Reiki master, empowerment coach, wellness consultant, and owner of Reiki for Wellbeing. She completed her master Reiki training in Use, I probably said that wrong, in 2009, and through her personal commitment to daily practice, was inspired to become a professional Reiki practitioner and educator. Later that year, she launched her private practice, to share Reiki with those seeking relief from stress, pain, anxiety, depression, and the everyday work-life demand pressures. Inspired by her own personal development and her personal commitment to her health and well-being, she left corporate America and started on a spiritual path as her service to others. Mullen works with clients nationwide, offering Reiki treatments and virtual classes through video conferencing as well as mentoring clients in creating and cultivating a healthy, sustainable lifestyle through sharing her own personal healing experiences, spiritual development, and studies in new thought teachings. Her website is reikiforwellbeing.com, and I will drop that into the show notes because it is reiki with the number four and then wellbeing.com. Hey, Candy. Hi, Anna. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for having me. Hey, I, you know, we've had so many awesome discussions. I couldn't help but want you on the podcast because, um, you know, it always helps to have someone to bounce the ideas off of and see where they take you. And who knows what can come up? You know, you never know what what's going to reveal itself in a conversation. So, yeah. Yeah, we always have enlightening and interesting conversations. Sometimes yeah. going down the rabbit hole a little. <laughs> Often going down the rabbit hole, but we'll try not we'll try to avoid any rabbit holes today if we can. So, you know, this this is something, this whole idea of what I would call the paradox of healing. That's something that's intrigued me for a long time, having, you know, started my career as a chiropractor and gone into various forms of energy healing and other practices and working with my my own process, as you have also done so beautifully. Um, you know, so like this question, what is healing? Because obviously it's something that happens personally but it's also something that it can be facilitated or supported 
by another. And I know you have a lot of experience with that. So I kind of wanted to jump into that. And do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Like, have you ever pondered that personally? Well, I think the healing is subjective to the individual. It's whatever at that time or at that moment or whatever they're going through may show up for them in terms or in a way of healing. I, I don't know that there's really any specific way or, yeah, I think it's more, more around the individual. That's what I'm finding anyway. That's what I found in the last 11 years in working with people. Um, I can't really ever say to somebody, this is what you can fully expect from it. Because oftentimes it's not at all what one might think that they're healing, you know? Sometimes they uh, think that they're looking at something more physical and it turns out to be something more on the emotional level. I don't right. know. Thoughts about that? I mean, that's, that's, my, been, that's been my experience. And how do you feel as someone who's offering um, Reiki and other uh, types of support? How, how do you feel? What is that interface that you imagine happens between you and someone you're working with? To me, it's just creating that space to allowing that individual to whatever their body and whatever level that is to respond to what it is that they need at that moment. So it's just opening, holding space, um, a safe space, uh, if that, because not everybody is, you know, a lot of people are really new to complementary healing, such as Reiki practice. And um, yeah, I really think it uh, is just being there, being present for the individual and allowing that time for that individual to, or individuals, to respond to what it is they need. You know, again, it's in that given moment. I can't always say how it's going to look, how it's going to turn out. There's really nothing I'm doing to, in Reiki practice, I'm being real specific here when Reiki practice, there's nothing really specific that I'm doing other than holding that, that space for the individual. And of course, placing my hands on or slightly above the individual as I'm doing that work when I'm working with somebody in person. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting thing too, um, you know, that that difference between the in-person connection and, you know, say do, doing distance work, which is obviously a very big part of Reiki and, um, and other things too these days with everyone having kind of been um, sequestered into an online world, so to speak, since we've just been navigating through this whole COVID situation. So do you notice a difference between in-person and, and uh, distance work? Uh, me as being uh, offering the healings? Yeah. Or the feedback that I receive from the... Let's go into both. Okay, great. Um, I, you know, I find I go a little deeper when I'm working with somebody at a distance or remotely, however you want to... Uh, phrase that um, it, because I'm using much more concentration, right? I'm, I'm focusing, using my mind more on, on that particular person or persons that I'm doing the healing work for. Uh, so it, there's a, a, a level, a deeper level that I seem to, to go into and to make this connection, which sounds, that's paradoxical because we're all connected anyway, right? But maybe it's a deeper level of connection. And of course, when I'm working with somebody in person, 
to the person that's receiving or the recipient of the healing, uh, oftentimes they, they might feel that there's more of a connection because the whole idea of doing distant work seems so foreign. But, you know, when we can break down that barrier of time, distance, and space, you know, that, that's just a limitation and a belief. And when we let go of that, we recognize that, wow, we really are connected at a level that many of us aren't currently aware of. So in person is great. And you have that, you know, one-on-one -on -one and, and um, feel very, uh, I don't know what the word is, connected or even a little bit more so because we're having that in-person face-to-face and, you know, since we've been in lockdown, the few people that I've seen in person has been really great because, you know, we miss that human connection, right? We miss that touch. So it's just, they're two really different methods, but with the distance, we really can reach out and, and um, target or connect with so many more people and offer this type of work. It's really beautiful that we have that opportunity and, and ability to do so. Yeah. And, and have you noticed that with, with the lockdown, as you mentioned, that we've been going through, um, thank goodness that seems to be easing up some, but have you noticed with that, that people are perhaps more open to the idea of distance or, or have more just kind of like a connection to the whole, let's call it the Zoom world or whatever we want to, you know, whatever platform we're using at the moment. Yeah, I think they're getting more comfortable with the idea of distant work and with the accessibility of being able to reach out to different practitioners and have much more of a choice. You know, if you think about some areas are, you know, may have very few practitioners or they're the the individuals living in a much rural area, now they are able to tap into healers worldwide. I mean, it, it really just doesn't matter if you're in the, in the next city or you're halfway across the, the globe, right? So I think people are becoming a little bit more open to the idea. Some people actually prefer because they don't have to leave their home. They can just lay in bed or lay on their recliner and fall asleep if they want to, or if that's how they're, they're feeling at that moment. So I think people recognizing they can be in the comfort of their own home, not have to get, you know, into a sweatsuit or they can lounge in their PJs if they wanted to <laughs> and receive healing. So it's, it's sort of in a, in a sense, I think they feel a little more empowered and, and feeling, wow, this stuff is, didn't even know it was available to us. And, and look, it's, you know, cause people are always having an experience, even if when I'm not with them in person. And that sort of blows their mind a little bit, like I could feel this, you know, something's happening. I'm feeling better, I'm more relaxed, I'm more centered, I'm more grounded. My pain went away. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and also somewhat paradoxical in its own way. If we, if we look at the whole idea of the lockdown has um, made things more accessible to people because they're, looking for other avenues for what they're needing. And let's face it, I mean, the whole um, online offering world has just exploded um, out of the COVID. So we can, uh, 
you know, that's that's maybe a silver lining that we weren't necessarily expecting. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you talk about that and, you know, so much has been video apps, chats, you know, through Zoom and um, Duo and FaceTime and whatnot. I don't even need to have those platforms. I mean, I, it's just a simple phone. You know, we talk for a few minutes, hang up, and then I call them at the end of the session. So if they really have trouble accessing a network or something uh, like that, that may prohibit them from doing a video, I, I, I actually prefer not to because there's nothing for anyone to see or do just to, to lie there and relax. So, yeah. Yeah, and just, you know, kind of sink into, as you said before, that connection that we, that we is, is just there, you know, we're yeah. not, you know, and it's interesting that we're having, I don't know, I find it interesting that in general, we're somewhat having to struggle as a, as a, uh, as humanity to regain that, but I mean, it hasn't been that long that we've been kind of removed from that. It's only been in fact, I had um, I was listening to Eileen McCusick last night, and she brought up the fact that, in her opinion, the the whole looking at things from a very intellectual point of view has really only happened um, since we've been literate, and that's really only been what three or four hundred years that the general populace has actually been able to read, and before that, people were a lot more in touch with nature. I mean, obviously, we did not have the technological society that we do now. Um, but in that, you know, perhaps that sense of connection was more available. And, you know, now um, it seems a little more hidden. But um, how, how, do you, how do you notice that, um, like you were saying, that people were responding with they're feeling more relaxed, their pain is gone, other kinds of things. Are they, are they surprised by that? Or are they, do they step into that? Do you, do you prep them to kind of give them an idea of what they might expect or? I try to say very uh, few uh, words before we get started, especially if it's somebody's first time in receiving a session, just to not have, because then they hold on to that, right? They hold on to that thought, well, I'm, exposed, I'm supposed to experience this or feel this or, and if they don't, then they think it doesn't work. So I limit it, I limit how much I share up front and try to really just get into the session. And then we talk a little bit about the experience that they've had. I think that they oftentimes are very surprised when they, um, the pain has subsided tremendously, or they feel more centered, or they feel really relaxed for the first time. I think that one of the things that it really just, you know, is interesting to listen to somebody that's just received a Reiki session is they are really perplexed when they feel, you know, they, they'll say, gosh, I feel so relaxed, but yet I'm so energized. And they, it, it's just, it, it's mind blowing to them. And it's a really bizarre feeling. Well, you know, going back to just, you know, I created that safe space to just be present for them so their body could respond. So oftentimes the, my, the mind quiets down, right? So all that chit chat, chitter chatter, running through the mind, that settled down. The body is just lying there, relaxed or, or sitting there, whatever uh, the client is whether they're lying down or sitting 
and um, it it gives them an gives the body to sort of rejuvenate or reset itself. That you do have the energy to to do the things that uh, perhaps are on your list to do that day, or you wanted to get to that you haven't had time to do, because it's sort of just opened up this spaciousness about um, for you, you know. And uh, that that's one of the that's always fun. I always love to hear that from somebody. Gosh, I'm so relaxed, but yet I have so much energy. Yeah. People well, that, are surprised. Mm -hmm. That is a nice surprise and, and also somewhat of a paradox. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. As we're talking about it, that's a paradox, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah and I do really that. hear that so often. It's really interesting. And that's whether I'm doing the work in person or, you know, with the recipient or distant. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, it is interesting, this whole idea of the, um, the idea of the energy or the, the presence that the practitioner brings and how that interfaces with the belief structure of the, in quotes, patient or client. I mean, there's been, obviously, there's been a lot of study on the whole placebo effect and how, how the practitioner approaches the situation, like say if you have like a cancer diagnosis or something like that, and the doctor's like, well, you have like two months to live and, you know, sorry, you know, it's very aggressive and there's not much we can do, you know, versus having someone to say, look, you have this situation and um, here's some offerings, here's some things that we would encourage you to explore, you know, surround yourself with, you know, love and happy and laughter and, you know, good stuff. And we'll see, you know, let's, let's, Let's give some good energy to this. So I think those those outcomes can be um, so influenced by how the practitioner approaches the the actual practice. So I think it's it's great how you kind of just frame a general sense of like we're just going to step into this shared energy and you know hopefully your body will find or your being will find what it needs there and we'll see where it goes because then that leaves infinite possibility like way more benefit even than you might have well yeah maybe your headache will go away or something like that but maybe they find this much deeper and much broader benefit because you didn't tell them how it was going to turn out you didn't give them parameters that they were then supposed to fall into somehow so um anyway there's just i don't know there's so much so much fascinating stuff happening in science right now around the whole healing process and what causes people to heal and well there really is and you know you brought up a really good point is you know and I mentioned this earlier when we first started uh talking one of the things that you know oftentimes somebody is experiencing pain you know they've been in a car accident or they had some sort of some sort of accident and they uh either don't want to take any type of over-the-counter pain medicine or medication in, um, and, and certainly they're not willing to take any uh, prescribed medication for it. So they're open to trying something that might help to alleviate the pain. So they may say, you know, I'm coming in, you know, I've got this really terrible knee pain. It was in an accident or had a fall off my bike or whatever. And yet their experience might be completely different than what their expectation and their expectation might be because of something they read. You know, there's an awful lot of material, online material and books and, you know, to varying degrees 
of what the practice is. And they're really surprised when they have maybe a more, more of an emotional response. They might have a release. They might start laughing. They might start crying. And they're completely blown away by that because in their mind, they, and, and it's, you know, Reiki is a, a whole body treatment. It's not just we're working on one area. Of course, if you have a knee injury, you want the pain to go away. You want it to heal quicker. But it's not necessarily when we're practicing Reiki, we're just doing an intervention on that particular area that's causing problems, right? So we don't know how the person's going to really respond. Um, but I really, what I have found in, in the work that I've been do doing over the last 11, 12 years is it's what that person needs at that given moment when they walk through the door and sit down to have their session. And um, I see that more and more times and, and, the, and people, the clients are just blown away. They're like, how did you do that? What did you do? <laughs> I didn't do anything. You know, I just honored this space for you in time and, and uh, allowed your body to respond to what it needs. You know, you keep telling the body, this is what you need. I need to fix this knee, but obviously there's something else going on, right? That, that needs the healing. Right. And that can sometimes, you know, we, we, we all have blind spots, right? Especially in relationship to ourselves sometimes. So uh, I can see how the value of, as you've described it, creating that safe space, connecting to that universal energy that is the source of all life and healing and, and allowing them then to kind of sink into like, oh, wow, it really is this other thing. And I, I think it's so interesting that you, you've also mentioned the whole emotional element of it um, a few times, because I think that's an area that we're so, um, I, I don't even know what the world, word is, but we're, we're kind of repressed in our ability to work through our emotional states. And um, I was just reading a book by uh, this new book by uh, Jill Bolte Taylor, um, Whole Brain Living. And in it, she talks about how in actuality, emotion takes about 90 seconds to run through your body, like bioelectrically and biochemically and, you know, your experience of that. But that if we keep, if we keep regurgitating, if we keep recycling the thought that set off that emotion or the, you know, the remembering of the experience that set off that emotion or whatever that was, then it becomes this like groove in the being. And um, it feels like the, that energetic healing work just kind of, like you said, creates some space around that. Like what happens if we disconnect from that groove and let something else express and, um, I mean, do you often notice that maybe what you're picking up is slightly different than what the person is is presenting with, or are you just you're just the conduit for the energy? Yeah, I feel like I'm the conduit for the energy. I mean, you know, doing that, having done been doing this work now for you know 11, 12 years again, you, you do maybe pick up some other things, and uh, that's maybe buried down, deep down into the subconscious. And, um, you know, gently just bring some awareness around that to the individual. And they generally said, yeah, 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 you know, it's, yeah, you know, so that that too, in itself is healing, bringing forward something that somebody, the client knows they need to, to perhaps address 
and maybe work through it, declare it, let it go, release it. So yeah, I, I, I tend to get a little bit of that aside of what they, they believe they're coming to have a session for and what maybe I might see is something that they could use a little work on empowering them to do some work around that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that that element of witnessing or mirroring or, or just, you know, being with somebody in those places that they're not necessarily so welcoming of in themselves. I think that, I mean, that's truly healing because um, that's an area that we think we can all need more, <laughs> need more support. Yeah. It just gives them an opportunity to really, you know, be empowered to do something about it. You know, it's being brought forward now, you know, sometimes when we're not called out and it's not calling somebody out in a, um, you know, we want to do it in a very loving, uh, supportive environment. Um, but uh, just having that, sometimes that little nudge from somebody else, right? We all can use that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so, so what's next for you? Where are you? Uh, where are you headed energetically and emotionally and spiritually and physically and all those good things? Yeah, you know, it's time for expansion at some level. That's what that's what I'm feeling. That's what, you know, seems to come to me as I sit quietly, haven't quite figured out what direction or where and I think it'll just organically evolve, you know, like things do. I mean, the whole even learning to practice Reiki was a complete surprise. It wasn't something I thought, you know, a few over a few years, it was something I wanted to do. And it just showed up one day and I paid attention to that little, or I shouldn't say little because it really does guide us. But that inner voice, that guidance is just said, do it, just do it. I had no idea why. And I'm so glad that I really honored that and uh, move forward with it. So I'm being open and I, you know, I feel like I'm being guided to different different other types of healing practices and just opening up more and um we'll see i don't know anna it'll be interesting i'm looking forward to it i mean i don't even know if i'm gonna still be in the same city that i'm in <laughs> you know so there's i think a lot of change is coming up and i'm embracing that and really looking forward to it so so definitely expansion though i do see expansion coming up and at some level uh, spiritually, you know, I continue to grow. I continue to um, just learn and uh, be with it and sit with it. And uh, emotionally, you know, a lot of things, you know, the past couple of years have been really interesting. And, um, you know, a lot of growth in, in um, you know, stepping forward and honoring how um, I'm feeling about things and releasing things that really don't serve anymore, not hanging on, which I'm pretty good about not hanging on to things from the past. And, you know, I really do understand that we really have only in this moment. So, um, and the future hasn't happened yet. So, you know, all I do is, you know, visualize what I want, right? Create those thoughts of what I want and, um, you know, follow it up with that good feeling, loving emotion, you know, keeping the vibes high and we'll see where, where, where we go from there. Well, you're such a shining example for me, for someone who's really walking the walk and talking the talk, you know, you really are 
both engaged in your own healing and so generous and so willing to uh, to be that presence for other people too, which I, I think, I mean, really kind of, it's kind of that's the simple formula is to, uh, to do that and be willing, you know, like you said, to be willing to embrace the unknown and the mystery and, and, you know, to bring as much heart and as much care and as much um, willingness to all that, which, you know, isn't always that easy. And thank goodness there's people like you that are willing to hold that space for, for others. So do you have any last parting words before we wind up here? <laughs> Pearls of wisdom. What's that? Oh, words of wisdom? <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I think it's just um, when you feel drawn towards something or a pull in a direction and you can't quite figure out why, you can't get a pulse on it, but you're just feeling this over and over, you know, step into it, move forward with that, right? Um, also try to keep your thoughts clear and... Uh, Focus on the things that you want, you know, letting go of any thoughts around what you don't want or what you don't see as being um, good for you. But, um, you know, raising the vibration and, and, and helping others, you know, just sharing and spreading the love in a way that uh, others can really feel supported and connected. And uh, that's what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Truer, truer words. Just, you know, we really are just in that one place in that where, I mean, it, it, to me, it just boggles my mind how we have come to this place of such deep apparent separation. And yet underlying all that is just, there really is just one thing happening here. And um, I feel super grateful to be on this path with you and that everyone is doing the best they can. That's what I keep coming back to. Everybody's yeah, just doing the best we're doing the best we can with where we are, right? And yeah. all we can do is start from where we are. And, right. and if you just honor that and, and, and begin from there, it will make the path or your journey a lot easier. <laughs> not worrying right. about not being here, right? right? You know, I'm so far behind. <laughs> Suffering is optional, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can't control events, but suffering is optional. Absolutely. So well, thank yeah. you again. Thank you again, my dear friend. And I will I'll drop your contact information into the show notes and um, people can get in touch with you through your website should they feel moved, should they have that little spark of wow, that woman is amazing. Thank you. I've enjoyed today. Thanks so much. You're so it was wonderful. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Living in Paradox podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at dranakarin.com. That's D-R-A-N-N-A-K-A-R-I-N.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you in Paradox.